Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus, episode 380, coming to you on Tuesday, the 21st of March. And you know what that is? That's right. It is a Texit Tuesday. Well, what are we going to talk about today? Well, Texit, <laughs> of course. But the reality is, I'm coming closer and closer to the conclusion and, and Forgive me if I may have mentioned this in passing or as part of another episode, but it's very important that I explain this and take a few minutes to make the explanation stick. It's always about guns is now going to include Texas going forward. Before we get there, let me remind you, like, share, subscribe, and comment and rate the show. Do me a solid Right now, still with Podbean, you can go there, you can follow, you can rate, and you can uh, comment all over the social medias. We're there. We're doing the due diligence. Uh, we're, we're averaging about 800 listens an episode at this point, and that's averaged over five, you know, five episodes a week, so ballpark. I didn't do the actual math, so if I get it wrong, well whatever. (laughs) So on with the show. Here we go. All right. So it had been said that it's always about the guns, but it's not really about the guns. It's about how those in power perceive you or we that are out of power and our access to firearms, our access to our leveling power, our access to the ability to take care of ourselves. And quite frankly, to push back as the last source of defense or uh, what do you want to call it? (laughs) Balance of power, right? If you've got a few million people armed in your country, it doesn't matter how bad they are or how poorly trained they are. If they show up and they're armed and they aim to do violence, there ain't a darn thing you're going to be able to do about it. Yeah. You know, I've talked about this in the past about the events that happened in uh, a little over two years ago at this point. If that really was an insurrection, there would have been a whole lot of people hanging on lampposts. Not that I'm advocating that at this time. I don't suspect that that is a good outcome. I don't, I don't think that's something that we really want to see, but you need to understand that That is what they fear. That is why they want us disarmed. That is why they want to take that away from you and me. And they're going to take every little bite and every little push forward they can, whether it's Lieutenant Dan selling us out with red flag laws, whether it's uh, red flag Dan in DC, AKA Dan Crenshaw selling us out with red flag laws. And now apparently our very own Senator John Cornyn has not only decided to give the country away to illegal aliens, he wants to disarm you. We'll see how that plays out. Now, I understand these people that are on our team. I understand that, you know, they think they're playing a game. But at the end of the day, just like the NRA, they say one thing and do another. They they say they're going to protect your rights. They say they respect the Second Amendment. They say they want to do all they can to protect an individual right to keep and carry firearms to protect yourselves and our country. 
from all enemies, foreign and domestic, no less. But they sell us out every time they think we're not looking. They make those little compromises that seem inconsequential, but just like the Fabians of years gone by, every little bit helps. Every little bit wears them out. And that's a that's a mistake that we keep making, and it's a lesson that we refuse to learn. We're too busy, quote-unquote, conserving what's left from our last loss rather than pushing back and trying to regain the lost ground. So when we talk about firearms and their importance, and I don't trust people that don't trust me or other people to be armed. They should not be in positions of power. They should not be in positions of influence. They are. They're everywhere. And we have to learn to deal with them. And unfortunately, there's not enough of us that see this for what it is, that see it as a problem, that push back and know that they're not our friends, that we know that they're in fact an enemy. There's far too few of us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to tell you right now is from this point forward, I am going to include Texit under that very same criteria. Now, I know plenty of people, some are my friends, some are my political allies, that do not support Texas independence. I get that. I understand they're concerned about it. But you know what? The vast majority of them actually support it going to a referendum. They believe it is appropriate for we, the people of Texas, to have our say on that. Now, they think that their side's going to win. They, they think that there's no support for it, but they are at least curious enough to want to know what the outcome is. And I can appreciate that. Much like I can appreciate the conversations I have with people from COS and various other organizations that are on opposite sides of a certain uh, issues, if you will at least have a conversation and discuss the merits of it, that goes a long way to credibility. But what we're dealing with here is the <laughs> the resistance of the idea that there's any credibility to this, much of it by our very elected officials. And quite frankly, by a lot of quote-unquote conservative thought leaders. Now I myself don't give much credibility to them anymore. Now, I am as pro-American as you can be as a member of these United States, but that doesn't mean that I can't simultaneously support Texas independence. It doesn't mean that I can't think there is a better way forward. Now, if we should be fortunate enough to actually have the legislature do the right thing, which is put it to the people, and we get an opportunity to vote on this issue, win, lose, or draw, we'll at least have accomplished something. You know, the people in Quebec fought for their independence for years and years and years, and then when they finally had a chance to vote on it, they didn't make it. Now, you can say all you want about that election, but at the end of the day, it was close enough that it didn't matter. If you've got 50.1% that want to start a new country... I'm going to tell you, probably not a good idea to start a new country. You really probably need to have 55 or 60%. Now, those that are against it, those that are opposed to it, 
feel free to go somewhere else. It's okay. No harm, no foul. But when you're actively working against the idea of popular sovereignty, when you're actually working against the idea that you should be represented and represented well, you're the problem. We hear all the time about, we need to support democracy. Well, democracy says that you should vote on it. And if you're not allowing people to vote on that very issue, then you don't support democracy. And keeping in mind, I see our country as a representative republic, right? A constitutionally constrained representative republic uh, where the representatives are democratically elected. And unfortunately, both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party really don't represent what those words mean anymore. But that's where we're at. So I ask you, if you believe it's some fringe group, if you believe that it's some, you know, crazy idea, then what's the opposition to putting it to a vote? Hmm? I think what it is, is you're afraid that you might find out you're wrong. You're afraid that people might see that there is an opportunity to express their authority, their power, their control over things. You're afraid that people might wake up that they actually have a better option. You're afraid that people might see a way out from under the thumb of D.C. Now, yes, I realize that's not going to fix what goes on in Austin. That's not going to deal with the issue that we have with the governor who, to the best of my knowledge, is still declaring that we're in a state of disaster to continue to get that sweet, sweet federal sugar money, right? But that's the network the operation that we're stuck in right now. They have zero interest in what you want. They have very little interest in what anybody wants other than themselves. And the only way that we can change that is by continuing to put pressure on them. Whether I make another podcast episode about Texas Tuesday or Texas Tuesday, excuse me, whether you make a phone call or send an email, it doesn't really matter because they're not listening, but we need to be heard. We need to show up. We need to be bold and call these people out for what they are. If you've got a representative that refuses to give you any credibility, refuses to even treat you cordially because he disagrees with you, that's a problem. Now, I don't know how we fix that other than retire some of these people. Now, you may recall that... Not too long ago, we retired a state representative, somebody that I quite frankly thought was a pretty good guy. Did he give me everything I wanted? No. Was he, was he better than average? Yeah. But then, <laughs> then he did some things that really brought into question what his motives were, really brought into clear of what he was at. And then, of course, we found out that not only did he violate his oath of office, he violated his oath of marriage. And fortunately, that evidence came out quick enough that it would change the outcome of that election, that primary. Now, we've got a much better option presently there. And we should be grateful. But that wouldn't have happened if people weren't willing to put skin in the game, to put a lot of work in. They, they wouldn't be willing... I'm sorry, it wouldn't have happened if people wouldn't have been willing to put in the efforts 
to deal with a problem that we had. And what I'm going to suggest to you in my worldview, somebody that doesn't trust other people, the firearms, is likely to be the same person that doesn't trust people with the ability to determine who they want to govern them or what method they want to govern them. Now, I've often said, and I get my libertarian friends think this too, if you want to live in a communist dictatorship, if you want to live in a socialist utopia, if if you want to live on any of those things, that's fine. You can do that as long as you don't coerce other people to take part in it. And therein lies the rub. Therein comes the Yankee conundrum, right? Because Yankees, even those that are born in Texas, Yankees feel like they know what's best for you and everybody else, and they're going to shove it upon you against your will and reject your protests and tell you to shut up and take it because they know what's best for you. They're the same people that want to disarm you. They're the same people that want to make it difficult for you to be able to protect yourself, not only from the criminals, but the criminals in government. They're the very same people that tell you, oh, well, you don't know who you want to run this country. You don't understand what's all involved with this. Well, yeah, actually most of us have a pretty good idea. And whether or not they agree with me that Texas is the solution or Texit is the solution for Texas, they freely accept the idea that it should go to a vote of the people. And somebody that rejects it going to a vote of the people, they're the problem. They're the tyrant. They're the Yankee. They're the ones that want to disarm you as well. And not disarm you from firearms, but disarm you from your power. Right? The Constitution recognizes that we the people are the source of that power and that authority. The Constitution guarantees our right to choose our representatives and to choose our form of government. And when those people that we've put in positions to represent us refuse to allow us to be heard and refuse to give us opportunities to express what we would like to have happen, they're no better than those that wish to disarm us. In fact, I would say many of them are the same exact people and they're just acting out in a slightly different way. Now, sadly, a good number of these people do pretend to be Republicans. They do to pretend to support small government. They do pretend to, oh, I don't know, be conservatives. Keeping in mind that uh, that phrase certainly doesn't mean what it once did. I mean, conserving what your enemy's gains were last year is not my idea of a winning strategy. Celebrating the fact that even homosexuals don't want little children groomed is not a win in my book. There's very few wins that actually legitimately happen on the conservative side of anything. And we're far too dependent on a court to make decisions for us when we have the power, we have the authority, and we have the sovereignty to act on it. We just need to be willing to do it. We need to be willing to educate ourselves as to what the possibilities are. Do you really think that Sam Houston hmm, would have gone along with any of this? Or for that matter, do you really think Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Monroe, Henry? Hmm? Do you think any of those guys would have been okay with it? Oh yeah, I know. They're all from uh <laughs> they're all from Virginia. Okay, how about this? How about John Adams? Well, you know, maybe. Before he was president. Sam Adams. 
Oh. I, I really, I don't know what I can say about this. You know, you, you've got a guy, John Hancock, that was bold enough to put his name big enough that the freaking king of the empire that ruled the country he lived in knew exactly whose name it was without his glasses on because he was just tired of it. Well, I'm sorry. I don't have a letter I'm going to send to Austin. I have my little old podcast with my two listeners and I'm here to tell you, uh, Governor Abbott, all my representatives in Collin County, whether you're in the state or the House of Representatives, yeah, I'm not buying it. You and Lieutenant Dan are seeking to suppress my rights and my authority. I'm not going to continue to go along with this. If you come for my firearms, which I may or may not have, or you come for my neighbor's firearms, which... They may or may not have. If you if you come for my children, which I do have, if you if you come for my inalienable rights, which I were was given by God, and if you show up trying to suppress my freedoms, my liberties to speak, to worship, to gather, to re- seek redress of grievances, we're going to have some serious problems. I'm not going to make any threats. I don't believe in empty threats. And I know there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to show up tomorrow thinking they're going to make a difference. I'm not so sure that they will. I have better things to do. It's namely staying employed, but they have every right to do that. And I encourage the people that feel like this is the right thing to do. Go do it. If you still think that Donald's going to make a difference, then you should support him. The jury's out with me, but I don't hate the guy. And honestly, (laughs) what I find so humorous is 50 years ago, both he and Joe Biden would have been considered Democrats in good standing. 30 years ago, both he and Joe Biden would have been considered Democrats in good standing. Heck, 20 years ago, both of these guys, actually 15 years ago, which would be a little closer, both of these guys would have probably been considered Democrats in good standing. Joe Biden's being hassled by his left wing for not being radical enough. And I got to be honest, I think he's been plenty radical. Donald Trump gets grief in his own party that he's drifted into because the Democrats don't want him anymore because, quote, you're too aggressive. Okay, so what is he supposed to be? One of these pushover conservatives that defends the progressives win from last year? I mean... You can say what you want about the guy, but at least he shows up to a fight. At least he stands for something. Now, I got to tell you, some of the stuff he stands for, I'm not really excited about. But if you don't stand for something, you're going to stand for nothing is the uh, old adage. And it's true. It's always been true. Unfortunately for me, he supported a form of gun control. Now, I was get willing to give him a pass when it was a choice between he and uh, Sleepy Creepy Joe. And it may be, once again, him versus somebody else that's far, far worse. That's nothing to be excited about. That's everything to be concerned about, yet that is the world we live in. And, <laughs> and when the conservatives are too busy celebrating our last year's loss that we didn't lose yet again this year. Um, 
Not real impressed when when my conservative brethren won't let Texas decide what their future is, but we're so excited about going over to Ukraine and starting a war with another country that has nuclear weapons, when we're so convinced that we should protect the in, the integrity of the border of Ukraine and Taiwan, but not Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California. I'm sorry. I'm a little worried that y'all have the wrong priorities and it's not me. There's a whole lot of us out here. You'll excuse us if we don't feel confident that these United States are going to do anything to protect Texas. So quite frankly, we're considering our options into taking matters into our own hands. Hence Texas. You know, I remarked years ago that if Rick Perry wanted to go down in the history books, if Rick Perry really wanted to be a hero when he had the chance, he could have just declared, you know what? Uh, we've had enough of this stuff. The uh, tyranny out of Washington has gone way too far. We're going to go ahead and hold our referendum. Now, Rick Perry at least joked about it. The uh, the guy we have now, uh, does he even tell jokes? I don't know. <sighs> I think he's a little weak in the knees, metaphorically speaking, of course. So I'm not expecting a whole heck of a lot. And Lieutenant Dan's already shown us that he'll sell us out. But of course, that should be no surprise as he is a Yankee. And he's both a legitimate Yankee and a figurative Yankee. And he may have been in Texas longer than I have. And he, and he may have assumed a higher level of power than I ever will have in this state, but clearly he still thinks like a damn Yankee. And that ought to be very concerning. Now, by all means, make the argument he's a good conservative. But then you have to square away what he's willing to do and sell out your rights. You you have to be willing to square that away with the guy that ran on securing the border has done nothing to do so. He's arguably the most powerful man in Austin and has done nothing. I'm fairly certain that Governor Gregg, if he got a visit from Lieutenant Dan and he said, uh, guys, uh, we got to do something here. Uh, Phelan, you got to play along here. We got to do something to protect our border. We got to deal with the fentanyl crisis. We got to deal with the million people a month that are dumping over the border here. And hey, guys. Uh, a million, a million, even if it's not all in Texas, who cares? How do you miss that? I see buses running up and down 75, 35, 45. Um, I'm going to guess they're coming up from somewhere. Why do we tolerate this? I mean, they, they don't even want me to get on a flight unless I wear a stupid mask a year ago, yet we're importing people from all over the world and nobody knows who they are where they're going but that's okay don't worry but you can't have your texit you can't vote on this you're not allowed and and you know for the true yankees among us they'll just call you a seditious traitor never mind the fact that they ought to know better and they ought to understand what's the meaning in the language behind those words, they probably ought to think of a better retort, but apparently that's all we're worth. 
Now, it's only a matter of time before other people wake up and they, they put two and two together. They don't want you to be able to defend yourself and they don't want you to be able to determine who leads you. Are these our people? Are they good people? The answer is no. The world didn't end for the United Kingdom when it left the EU. Now, Scotland may choose to leave. And when they do, <laughs> they're, they're actually going to be jumping out of that pan into the fire of the EU. I'm sorry, but I'm not enthusiastic about somebody from a long distance way telling me what I can drill for and where I can drill for it. I'm not thrilled about the idea of telling me somebody how I can cook my food and when I can cook my food. I'm even less enthusiastic about somebody telling me what the internal temperature of my house ought to be. All these things are clearly Yankee ideas because they know better than you and they're going to tell you how you should live. And we tolerate this and we continue to tolerate this. And honestly, the saddest thing about all of this is those very same Yankees were the ones that told the king to go pound sand that once they became the king, didn't listen to anybody else. And when they didn't get their way early on in the union of states, they wanted to go their own way. But then later on, when they did get their way, they prevented and forcibly subjugated a group of people that did try to go in on their own way. It's because they don't respect you. They don't respect individual rights. They don't inspect or <laughs> respect popular sovereignty they they don't understand that we the people have inalienable rights and a good number of us actually know what they are and we seek to see them respected we we seek to have them enshrined we have a constitution both at the federal and the state level that say Something along the lines of, we the people are from where the power comes from, and we determine the form of government that we want, and we've determined that we want a Republican form of government, and that means that those state representatives and those state senators actually work for us. And if they're going to continue to thumb their noses at us, if they're going to continue to disobey the directives, it just means we're going to need to replace them. And we need to be willing to do the work. How many of you out there are willing to do the work? How many of you are going to show up and do what is necessary? I wonder. That's all I got for today. I'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about... Uh, the endorsements and uh, how some things went down and what that means going forward and why it's important, why it matters. But for today, I have nothing more. And I hope you appreciated the uh, time that I've put in <laughs> in episode 380 here, explaining why those that would come for your guns would come for your right to represent or to be represented in your own governments. They are not your friends. They are not our allies. They are a Yankee problem that needs to be dealt with. 
And with that, I will see you on the other side.